Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Well, hey, howdy, hey, everyone. Um, it's, it's a day late. It's a day late because Jacob didn't want to do it yesterday. And now we're here. And I guess the most important question we can ask our kids is, is our kids learning? Is the kids learning? Is the kids learning? I don't, I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know where I was going with this either, but I was going to try and tie it because we're going we're gonna to talk about W. Bush later on in his um, his his Joe Biden moment. George Bush, the sequel? <laughs> the, the unwanted sequel. You're the unwanted sequel. You think you hated the first one? Get ready for the sequel. Yeah, it's like Star Trek Nemesis. Just stop. Um, anyway, welcome back, everyone, to the Standing Brothers Show. This is yet another episode that we're recording a day late because, you know, reasons, things happen, whatever. Um, anyway, we got a jam-packed show today. So many good things to talk about, so many important things to talk about, so many things that just make you want to bang your head against the wall and uh, or, or bang your head against the microphone. A la Don, Le- Don Legre- Legreco or Legreca. Um, anyway, uh, Jacob, how, how has the week been? It's been a good week. Um, other than um, my stomach doing a doing a recreation of Sanagasaki and um, and um, come on, spit it out, Hiroshima. There you go. Um, it's been it's been fine. If I've had a good week, no, I I don't know what I caught. I caught. That's See, honestly last why week I had I the didn't... same condition. But I felt I was reenacting that scene from Alien, where the the xenomorph comes out of the guy's stomach. Yeah, when he kills John Hurt, it's yeah. very very sad. John Hurt passed away, and that, that, that that's actually what killed him. Um, so John took, Hurt took rest, for the in, team for that movie. rest in peace. No, I I don't know what I caught. I caught some kind of stomach bug or stomach virus. Bug? But I'll, I was gonna do a show on Friday. But I'm telling you what, there, there, there would be no way. I was in, I was in a complete agony, um, in my stomach and intestinal region. That there was no way that I could have. Uh, work was work was pretty awful trying to get through, and I was gritting my teeth most of the time. But I'm, I pulled through, and I was a trooper. So, but we are on the men's, and we are much much better and feeling better. So, but you know, I mean, uh, school's going good. Uh, no complaints there. We are uh, we are on the the <laughs> what did I what did I compare this last semester school? Oh, it's whenever Paul Blart um, passes out on the police test and he's oh, like yeah. sliding to the finish line head first. That's what this is. We are we, this is the Paul Blart head slide, um, except um, different from that film. Um, I'm actually gonna finish. Paul Blart never finished the race. So someone was like, hey, that, that's a bad example because he never finished. Just, Go go with this here. Come on. <laughs> and then when you're done, you'll put peanut butter on your apple pie. Yes, and I'll ping away. <laughs> Fills the cracks of the hearts. Right. <laughs> That's right. Do you have any pixie sticks in your uh, pocket there, there, dude? I don't have any pixie sticks in my pocket. Do you, do you pull up with your left for hip I am, forward? For I am not obese. <laughs> do you pull up with your left hip forward, giving the illusion that you have a gun? No, for I do not have to do that. <laughs> I have... I have a bit more self-confidence than to fake that I have a weapon, and <laughs> and I'm not obese, therefore I do not carry on pixie sticks in my pocket. Well, it's because you have hypoglycemia, isn't it? That's right. Hey, hey, excuse me, sir. Hey, shut up. Mute, your, mute yourself on before starting the show. Hey, hey. Show the show our show our audience a little bit of dang respect, okay? Okay. Calm down over there, okay? There's there's no need for all that. 
Okay, these these viewers suffer enough. Viewers? <laughs> these viewers. Viewers. The, yes, the viewers of our audio podcast. They <laughs> suffer enough listening to... The listeners of our television show. Listening... Well, you, you can listen to a television show. Yeah, but you, you there's a lot of watching going on there. You can you can you can view a podcast. You got to click on it. Look, you, you have to view the play button. Look, when Lindsey Graham is on with Sean Hannity, um, you know Monday through Friday, saying we're going to get to the bottom of it. It's it's you're, you're, what you're watching there is a uh, it's 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 a bromance between those two. It's it's a you know two 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 male friends that are a little more than just friends. That's what you're watching there. You're not listening to that. You're watching that. I guess. So um, So when Lindsey Graham says we're going to get to the bottom of this, you know exactly what he's talking about. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where you're going with this. I don't know. I don't, I don't like where this is going, and we're just going to – we're just going to ignore that and move on because there's some things at the end of the show I kind of want to talk about and mention. Um, but we are going to just we, – we got to get going. Okay. Let's get started with this. Start the first topic. First slide, go. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so um, we uh, – neither one of us are Catholic. Would you say that is correct? Last time I checked, I am not Catholic. Been to Mass once. Uh, and that was for a family a thing that we do with, with another member of the family. Um, can't say that I'm Catholic. I, I, the, the only Catholic thing that I know is that the Pope wears cool, cool little hats and he's got cool shoes. And, there's and the, the Cardinals wear red. And the Cardinals wear red. And to be a part of the Swiss Guard, you actually have to be Swiss. I think I, that, I, 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 I think, did not know I that. I think that's true. And that there is a museum at the Vatican for all the, for all the past Pope mobiles. I would, I would actually be kind of cool to see I, that. I don't think that's true, but I kind of wanted it to be true. It, it probably is. <laughs> you got to pay the extra. This is John Paul's Pope. It is, uh, of, um, it is a fiat. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else would it be? Would it? I mean, think about it. it if could you're be a the Ferrari. The, I mean, I know the Pope has a bunch of the, there's there's been many Ferraris that have been made for the Pope. I, I do know that. I know that Ferraris made a bunch of. But Ferrari kind of goes against the whole idea of the Pope, though. But. No, but I'm saying is that Ferrari has made. I think that one of the Enzo models where it was made for the Pope. Mm-hmm. That's not the Pope was not driving the Ferrari around. Although just, it'd be kind of cool to have just have a set a pristine uh, sports car and then have this giant just bubble sticking at the top of it. <laughs> At the back of the engine. <laughs> so you can wave at all the, 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 the poor saps. Anyway, um, so have, that being said, I, 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 one of the things that I have always scratched my head at is the, the, um, the, author, the ranks of authority in the Catholic Church with the Pope being at the top, and then you got your cardinals, and you got your bishops, and you got your, your uh, underpaid, uh, overworked you know, pastors or, or uh the priests, whatever they're priests called. Priests, or the the people who preside over over the local parish, I don't quite understand that. And they also have these things called archbishops, which I guess they're in charge of a state or a a, a large swath of area. So I don't know how all this works, but I do know that when an archbishop or a bishop or the pope or one of the pope's uh, toadies says something, um, that usually means important stuff's about to go down. And very seldomly do they use this power to, you know, bar people from taking communion or excommunication. Hardly ever does that happen. And given the 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 Catholic Church stance on abortion, you think, oh, well, why aren't they excommunicating or barring the uh, participation in communion to people like Joe Biden, who is who who we are told 
is this devout practicing Catholic, although uh, I I, I kind of doubt that because I don't know how you can go to a church that has the very strong stance of being very pro-life, but yet you are the most pro-choice uh, president we've had since, like, ever. But anyway, the Archbishop of San Francisco has barred House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, from receiving communion over her support for abortion. Now, she said back in 2008 that this would be a major blow to her if she couldn't take communion because she is a devout practicing Catholic. And um, the cognitive dissonance to, to say, well, I am a devout Catholic. I follow all their teachings. I go to, I go and I, I take communion weekly or however they do it. I go to confession. But you know what? I'm still pro-choice. Even though, how can you sit in the pews or do they call them pews or the sitting and the standing and the kneeling and all, all the the aerobics class that is a, a, a mass? How do you go through all of that and still hold? You know what? I'm still pro-life. I'm still for sucking out the brains of infants. Um, but you know what? I'm a devout Catholic. And why is it just now? Why 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 have why is the archbishop just now doing this? Is it a lack of willpower? Is it because well his holiness um uh what's the current pope's name? Uh it's not What's the pope's Pope Francis? Name? Yeah, pope Francis is because he's too weak and feckless lecturing the world about climate change and the evils of capitalism and and saying how Zelensky is the great whatever uh, that we've that we've suddenly forgotten about these important issues. That could be possible, I guess. But why is it why is it just now? And if if it is just now, well, well, welcome to the party. Thank you for coming to join the 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 fight here, there, Mister. I forget what his name even is, Archbishop Salvatore Corleone. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Cordelione, I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, said that she would no longer be able to participate in communion. So I want to know how this works. Let, let's role play this for a second. If she goes to her church, I guess. And she, you know, reaches out for the wafer. Is is there someone that's going to smack it out of her hand? No. <laughs> no. Is that how that works? Is Are they, they going to rip the, the, the cup out of her hand? Is that what's going to happen? Um, so I, I find that incredibly awkward. Um, but you know what? Good on the archbishop for finally taking a stand and saying, you know what? All you high-profile folks, you know, the, the Joe Bidens of the world and the Nancy Pelosi's who are devout Catholics um, and who continue to spread the lie of how they're such devout Catholics and they follow the teachings and whatever, but yet still support the, um, the murdering of innocents, um, you know, good for him. Good for the Archbishop for finally using that power that is afforded to them in the Catholic faith. Uh, to excommunicate or bar people uh, who are not practicing the, the faith, who are who are acting out against it. So good for him. Good, good for him. Finally, I, I think the excommunications should continue until the morale improves of the uh, the churchgoers there. What say you, Jacob? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel this is kind of a no-brainer decision. I don't, I don't, I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't know how. Uh, this is something that I've said uh, when once once Roe v. Wade happened, and I don't have access to uh, all of social media, so I don't know the full reaction of people um, that I'm more familiar with. But just seeing the reaction from Twitter, uh, 
you know, I will have to say that if you pro- if you proclaim yourself to be a follower of Christ and you and you proclaim you proclaim yourself to be a Christian, uh, this is kind. And if you in any way uh, so support abortion, I, I, you know, I don't want to be the person that questions faith or anything like that. But it 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 would raise my my eyebrow if anybody were to hold those two positions at the same exact time. And, you know, and that's not to say that abortion is a religious issue because, so honestly, I don't even consider it to be a, a um, religious issue. But as, as um, followers of Christ, we believe not to murder. It's one, of the, it's one of the Ten Commandments we are given to follow. And, um, you know, good luck trying to uh, convince anyone who, who knows these, these truths to be self-evident that abortion is murder. And that is the, is the ending of life, which is, it's the ending of a human life. And, you know, I mean, there's no other, how else viable, can you look at? I, I don't know, there, there's no way to, uh, to define it anywhere else or, or any way else. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not calling anybody out. So don't 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 take it that like oh Jacob called me out no I'm not I'm not saying that because again I haven't seen anybody who's who said that because again I don't have access to social media but if there were someone to be out there who were to be upset by Roe v Wade being overturned or abortion being criminalized or um, illegal in the United States and you claim to be a, a Christian or a follower of Christ I, I would you know I'd just be I'd just be I'd be I, I it's not my place to to doubt or, or question someone's faith, but it, it'd be it'd be interesting conversation I would have with somebody. It'd be interesting conversation. Like, okay, well, explain your thought process behind that because I'm very interested how you can hold these two these two positions to be true at the same time. Well, I mean, if if there if that such person exists, well, they've probably been listening to too much Andy Stanley, and they who just completely reject the Ten Commandments. You know, that one commandment says, "Don't murder." Yeah, I guess that's just that's Old Testament, so it's old news. So I don't understand how you can um, say it's wrong to kill a two-year-old, but if for someone that isn't born yet, that's perfectly legit. Uh, there is no difference between the two. So if it's wrong to kill a two-year-old, then it's wrong to kill before they're two years older, and then even before they're born. Um, we like to think that there's this magical distinction between unborn and born, but they're really is it it's still life um so i I would love to see these you know pro-choice christians try to try to explain that one because you can't yeah anyway we um, have some go ahead i'm sorry no 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 no. you you... um piggybacking off what we kind of talked about a couple episodes ago is we're following the the case of of some of the reaction to the possibility of Roe v. Wade being overturned, and of course, Any day now. and of course, uh, this is a topic that, uh, truthfully, as as much as the left, as much as Democrats try to make this a big issue, they really don't want to talk about it because once it because once they start talking about it, they have to start talking about it. They have to start defending and explaining their position. Uh, because for the longest time they have been under this 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 mirage of safe legal rare or of only if it's in the only if it's in 
the the life of the of the mother, right? You know, they 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 they've fallen into that, right? So so this is what so now they're having to come out and actually defend their positions now, and you're seeing some wonderful wonderful uh, answers to some of these questions, and. You know, the left has painted themselves in this corner because, again, apparently gender doesn't exist anymore. And apparently anybody can be anybody at any time. So so they have given up the position where they've said, oh, well, men can't uh, talk about abortion. Right. Because, well, men can't. You know, they've always said, oh, well, if if men could get pregnant, this wouldn't this wouldn't be an issue. Well, now, apparently. Uh, that is the case. So can men talk about it now? Because they always said, oh, well, Jacob, you're, you're a guy, so you're not allowed to talk about these issues. Well, apparently now I can get, for, pregnant, I can so. get, I can get pregnant. I, I don't, I don't know how I, I would love to, I would love to meet one of these people and have them explain to me how I could be in impregnated i i, I honestly want to hear them go through it I'll, I'll just sit back and crack open a coke and be like all right come on come on no 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 no, no explain it i want you to explain this to me explain to me how a, a man me how i can get pregnant I, I i would love to hear it and then i also want you to find some kind of data because you know there's plenty of scientific data for how women can get pregnant but you know please explain to me how how a man um can can do that as well um, but here we go. We have this is a Senate hearing that happened where one of these I don't know who this person is. They had a bunch of pro-choice House witnesses. Um, sorry, this is someone from the House. The House Judicial Committee um, spoke and they were questioning some of these pro-choice witnesses. And here's what one of them had to say in regards to that question that I was just uh, talking about. A pretty close approximation of the pronunciation. Arambide. Arambide. Okay. Um, what do you say a woman is? I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. So women has no meaning, essentially. Neither does men in this case. Exactly. So if anyone can be a woman, then 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 what is women's rights? Why are we out marching for women's rights if, if anybody can identify as a woman? If anybody can identify as whatever they want? Of course, you'll never get them to answer this because... They don't have an answer. Let's let's continue. Because there isn't one. Exactly. Okay. Um, do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes. Huh? You can see the look on this man's face where, of course, he asked this question knowing that she was going to say yes. But even though she said yes, you could still see just the mental gymnastics he, 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 he's trying to go through to determine how do I how do I how do I respond to this this kind of question professor again they have painted themselves in these corners now where now if 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 if, if men can get pregnant then then all the women's rights then then it's not a woman's right anymore and then it's not I, I if, if you've noticed I've noticed as well that They've changed it from a woman's decision to people's decisions with their bodies. I don't know if you've noticed that, but they have subtly changed. And the next clip I'm about to play, they've subtly changed their their language on that. And it's been ever so ever so slightly, but you can you can pick up on it. Something else that 
I kind of want to touch on. And this is something that's been a pet peeve of mine as well when it comes to this this issue is uh, there's two things that I want to touch on. Two things that I wanted to to talk about before I play this next clip. And this this next clip goes into um, uh, it's a congressman from Louisiana, uh, Mike Johnson, asking the same person who said that men can get pregnant for whatever reason, uh, what at what point should should abortion not be allowed or at what point should it be allowed? And the thing that I want to say is that there's there's two common arguments that I do just want to put to bed once and for all, for all the pro-choice people that are out there listening. Uh, the, the first one that I hear is, is well, Jacob, what about rape and incest, right? So we kind of so touched on this previously, but what about rape and incest, Jacob? I, I, I will say this, and this is some ammunition for, 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 for people out there who value life, if you're ever um, approached by somebody who, who thinks this is a good argument. They say, Jacob, what about the life of the mother? What about rape and incest? And then you could say, okay, um, if that was the only exception, would you be okay with that? Re- return that on the pro-choice person if they say, oh, what, about, what, about, what about the life of the mother? You say, okay, that's the only exception. Are you okay with that? Well, you, not, well you, no. no. You, you'll never find someone who will just agree with that. And then you'll say, okay. And another common argument I hear, and this is something that, that Anna Kasparian from the Young Turks was yelling about, is that how we have a nation, the, the audacity of a nation to not have you know, paid childcare and paid family leave um, for for some mothers and for newborns, right? Right. So we're not even gonna, as a society, we're not even going to pay um, childcare and um, child support for for all these kids. But yet, but yet you're not wanting them to. Uh, but yet you're not you're not let them end a um, um, so pregnancy, which. Again, that's going into the whole economic argument where you're putting economic value and um, funds over the life of a human being, which is kind of gross and kind of isn't that what they accuse capitalists of doing, right? So putting putting profits, a dollar, yeah, yeah, yes, a dollar yeah so putting put, putting a profits over people. Wasn't the same argument they used to COVID whenever businesses stayed open? Oh, oh, you're putting your profits over over um, yeah. Lives. I've seen this too when they whenever Janet Yellen came out and said that that. Uh, that by having abortion we could have more more economic prosperity. Wow, how how disgusting is that? That should have been the same person who would have said that you're risking people's lives for for your profits. I'm sorry, but but, but what are you advocating for? Do you know what we call people who advocate for economic growth over the life of another human being? You may call that eugenics. This is this is this is exactly what that is. It is eugenics. To say that, hey, we can have a more profitable and a more prosperous society if we only execute a member or a, or a sect of society. That's what, that's what eugenics is. It's, it is no different than saying, hey, man, all, all these homeless people that are being a, a, being a burden in society, we should just throw them into a cage and shoot them all. Or, hey, all these, all these people in nursing homes who are, a, who are a net negative on the economy, we should just euthanize all of them. Assisted suicide. Yeah. And, it's and, the and same, they're suffering. It's the same argument, and it's and it's evil that we have the Secretary of the Treasury saying that, and you've other people who are like, you know what, you know what, people can be families can, can can be more prosperous if they just have one kid less. Wow, isn't that horrible? What if what if they did that? What if you had a family of five? Like, oh well, you know, you know, we can't afford this this third kid. We'll have to just take him in the back and drown him or something because you know we just can't put food on the table. Wow. 
in what in what universe would that be okay? Oh, Your Honor, but um, I wanted to go on vacation and I couldn't do that with little Johnny here, so I had to take him in the back and pull and just and just and just and just drowned him. In in what in what world would that judge be like? You know what? That is your right because because it, it is your right to be happy and it is your right to be prosperous. Case closed. You're innocent. <laughs> <laughs> then never would happen. And, and another thing that that I that I hear a lot is that you, you know again with with the paid family leave and with 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 with, with uh, child care right that's the big thing we hear now is that we don't so we don't even have that the bare minimum and you would say okay if we had child care paid child care from birth until first and, and until kindergarten it was completely paid for by the state then would you be okay outlawing abortion? And if they reply with anything but yes, then you know that is not the issue. You know that they don't really care about that. They're just using that as an excuse, as a way to trip you up. As a way for you to say, oh, well, you know what? Maybe you got a point there. Look, I'll tell you this. I hate paying taxes. And I know that most pro-life people also hate paying taxes. But if if a libertarian slash anarchist like myself can say that if my tax dollars went to paying for childcare in exchange for no abortions, I'd take it. That's a no brainer. I would hit that button instantly. Listen, the money's gone. <laughs> the money's leave my, the money leaves my check before my check even hits my bank account. It is gone. So if at the very least I had to put that money towards look at and I am I am not really cool with 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 the childcare um being paid as a principal, I don't think that we should be holding people at gunpoint for paying childcare for other people. But that's a, so there's an, 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 again, separate issue. A separate issue. Uh, I do think, however, though, that is one of the that's kind of going to like if we had to to reduce the state. I think one of the last things you would take away is like food stamps and like homeless programs. I think those are like you know out of, out of everything the government does, I think those are like one of the few net positive things we can find out there but um yeah find me a pro-lifer who you know again do the math the math would probably equal like fifty dollars a year from every every working person to pay for child care for for a year find me one pro-lifer who would not be willing to do that if, if it meant abandoning if it meant ending abortion permanently and forever and then turn that back on them and say okay yeah let, let's have child care paid for but we have to also ban abortion. Notice how, again, turn that back on them. And you'll quickly find that they don't really want, they don't really, that, that's not their issue. Their issue is what this lady's about to say. And if this does not make you uh, want, want to crawl up inside and die, because there's people out there who, again, these, these are the people who are the loudest ones. And this is truly what their agenda This This is what I mean whenever they don't want to talk about abortion. It's because of, it's because this is, this is honestly what their agenda is. The abortion advocate, Ms. Armbide, to answer my questions on this subject. Ma'am, you testified that you are, quote, unapologetic in seeking unrestricted abortion access. So I'm wondering, at what point is it not okay to abort a child? What, what age of gestation? I trust all people to determine what they can and can't do with their bodies. 
Notice how she said people and not and not women. Mm-hmm. That's what I was talking about. It's just, not just, a women's issue. It's, it's, exactly. It's not a women's issue anymore. Full stop. Okay. I also believe that human rights, um, including access to the medical care, medical care that they need within their communities, is something that should be afforded everyone. Great. Okay. So you, you support late-term abortion? I support all people and trust That means people. late-term abortion. Do you support partial birth abortion? In other words, the child is half-delivered. And then the woman says, my right, I want to take that one out. You support that? I trust people to make decisions about wow. their body. Wow. Okay. What, what about, um, so, so abortion should be allowed then, by your definition, for any reason, for any purpose, at any stage, right? I trust people to make decisions about their body. And then when relevant, I think that they need to consult their medical p- practitioners. Okay. And not is, If it is, listen, let me just ask you this question. If it is not lawful and morally acceptable to take the life of a 10-year-old child, I assume you agree with that, right? That would be wrong, correct? I believe that Okay, that is and wrong. a 2-year-old child, same thing, that would be murder, we would all agree that's wrong. Then what is the principal distinction between the human being that is 2 years old, or 9 months old, or 1 week old, or an hour old, than one that is 8 inches further up the birth canal in the utero? What, what's the difference? Why is it okay in the latter case and not the former cases? I trust people to determine what to do with their own bodies. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Full stop. Wow. Full stop indeed. And that describes right there exactly what this is about. There's a legal issue here, but underneath that is a moral issue. It's about reality. It's about science, the advancement of medical technology. You're talking about unborn children. And your, your full stop is that you will support the termination of that child at any time. And that is frightening, and that is why... This decision should be turned to the popular will of the people, and hopefully they'll protect the sanctity of every single human life and live up to the standards of our Declaration of Independence. I yield back. And that is why, folks, that is why they do not want to talk about abortion. That is why they don't want to talk about it. It's a losing issue. It is a losing issue. And that is why. Because the more that we press these people, the more that we engage with them, the more that we ask questions— we have to, we, we truly get down to what their opinion is. We truly get down to their position on this. Their position is not to protect the life of the mother. It's not to protect against rape and incest, which only account for this, the tiniest. We're talking like COVID death levels of, of, of um, causes or of results in abortion. It's an insignificant amount. We're not talking about because there's no child care. We're not talking about anything like that. We're not talking about economic prosperity. No. We're talking about the fact that people want the right to essentially prematurely execute their children before they're born. That's what what they want. When you you truly get down in the fact that she couldn't answer the question on what is the difference between between ending the life of a two-year-old and ending the life of one that is days or weeks away from being born, she could not answer that question. And if and if you were pro-choice, that should be very, very telling, very, very telling. And honestly, I, I again, that's all you have to say to these people is explain the difference between between the two. And whenever they come back with, oh, it should just be their choice. Well, you know, use any one of their arguments for a child that is that is. Uh, let's just say one week old you know it's breathing it's alive you can see it you can touch it it's there a week old 
well, you know, that that child was was a born out of rape. We should just go throw it in the bathtub. Throw it in the dumpster. Throw it in the dumpster. I mean, I mean, I mean, oh, it's got a birth defect. We should throw it in the dumpster. Oh, well, you know, I just can't afford another child. Well, <laughs> sorry. Throw it away. <laughs> Bye-bye, birdie. Just got to throw <laughs> off the roof or something, I guess. No. So we, so we we rightfully call actions like that in our society. It's got a term. Um, I believe the term is uh, murder. Last time I checked, I'll check my I'll check the Standing Brothers legal team. I'll I'll call them right after the show and say, hey, you call Jack Kelly. I'll call. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> I'll call the Standing Brothers show legal team that we got standing by for all of our our legal issues, and, and I'll I'll get that term for you and I'll post in the in the comments. I don't think legal Zoom legal Zoom takes calls on weekends. <laughs> Hey, hey! So we we, we got to get a better lawyer on retainer because I mean this is, this is unacceptable. This isn't working. I should be the call like call legal zoom whenever I want. These are pressing pressing questions. <laughs> but yeah, they don't want to talk about it, and that's why. It's because when you when you actually get down to it, this is what their answer is. Let's see, you notice how this is what I love about this issue is that she kept reverting to her talking points. And the talking points um, were straight from the pits of hell because that's is exactly where they come from, straight from hell. Um, and you notice on the last question he asked about the difference between, I you know, a week, uh, a child that's like what a, a week old or the one that's still two at, years old, ten years old, an hour old. Yeah. You know, you know how she took that long pause because she knows what she's going well, to she say. Well, she was looking around like, uh, um, she had that look of desperation, like, right. uh, what do I say? So she's like, um, talking points. Just what did I say the previously? Just repeat it. Because you, she knows that what she's going to say is, is going to um, really it's, – it's really going to turn a lot of people off. Because there are a lot of people who hold the position of, well, I'm pro-choice because, you know, I think some people find themselves in these situations where it's a no-win situation. And I, I just, you know, you know – I. I, I physically can't afford it, or I just can't have a kid because of all these things going on in my life. And then these people that find themselves in these really, truly awful situations. Um, and there's people like that who who support abortion, who are who are on the fence of being pro-life. It just takes them a little push. Well, maybe this is the push to be to to say, you know what? If this is what I'm supporting, because the, if you if you say, well, I'm pro-choice, but see if safe, legal, and rare. These are the people that you are supporting. It's this lady. The demonic seething coming from her about how I trust people to make their own decisions. And then, and then you know, men can get pregnant. This is what I love about this issue is because it reveals once and for all that the left and the pro-aborts and the, the gender delusionists have to actually tell the truth. It reveals the truth because for the longest time, for the really for all for all of human history, except for about ten minutes ago, we all knew that there that it's, it's men and women, and only women can get pregnant. It's always been that's always been the thing, right? Well, now we we play the we, we play these stupid games, and we we you know anyone you can choose your own gender, and then, you know men can get pregnant, all this all this nonsense. But when it comes to this issue, the the truth is finally revealed. We all have to acknowledge the truth, and the left has to acknowledge that their own BS. That once you peel back that layer of the onion, you realize, hey, this is all a lie, and we know it's a lie, but we we but we continue to believe it. It, remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. It's not it. a lie if you believe it. It's true. George Costanza taught us that. Well, George Costanza was wrong. 
You you can believe this, but you but you know it's a lie because when you are pushed on the issue, you know it's a lie. You know this is ridiculous. You know that you know that abortion ends a life. And there's no other there's no other way there's no other way to look at it than that. So if you claim that the mantra of being safe, legal, and rare and pro-choice in the li- most limited of circumstances, you still have to come to the conclusion that you are ending a life. That it that you are engaged in murder. And if you can live with that, God help you, um, fine. But you have to know that. And these are the people that you are supporting. So Full stop. Yes, as that lady said. Full stop. All right, you got some things you want to talk about? Um, w, the um, sequel? W, the sequel? Yeah. George George Bush, the sequel. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> the yeah, sequel yeah, yeah, that yeah. you didn't want. That nobody wanted, that nobody asked for. So, um, the sequel you didn't ask for and you don't want. <laughs> So George W. Bush was speaking at the George W. Bush Institute for Higher Learning. I know there's a joke there, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> Isn't that a Nazi moron? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so George W. Bush was was giving uh, his State of the Union address, I guess, about uh, what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and President Zelensky and the 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 Putin invasion of the Ukraine. Well, you do know that that uh, W. did call Zelensky the Churchill. Of our time, of course. Who hasn't called him that of these days? Even Churchill, from the grave, said that he is that he is Zelensky. himself. Yeah. Zelensky. <laughs> yes, Churchill. Yes. Yeah, he wrote it in cigar ash. <laughs> Zelensky. Um. Anyway, um. He gave a toast. I'm um, never mind. Uh. Anyway, so uh. George W. Bush uh, revealed the truth of his own foreign policy failures in the speech that he was giving about. Uh, Zelensky and Putin and anything. So here, here's a little, a little taste of what he said. Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> <Iraq>. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 75. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Whew, man. Your mom can't save you from that one, W. Governor Bush just butchered. Boof. Oof. Mm. Mm. Isn't that good? I, I saw that. And you know how they call it the Freudian slip? That's not a Freudian slip. Yeah, I mean, it is. How do you get Ukraine from Iraq or Iraq from Ukraine? It's because it's because he is subconsciously still. It's you know what it is? It's it's the it's the it's the goodness of a George Bush. It's, it's been pushed down. It's never been allowed to come out. But at that one moment in time, it's like, no, admit you admit you were wrong. It, no, you did it. You were wrong. <laughs> That's what it, it, the the goodness of George Bush has has never been seen. It, it's only been evil. But that one moment is allowed to burst forth, and it was like, no, there was one man, Iraq. That's it. That's all it was. So there's one of two options here. One is he's just that dumb, which most that's that's a, that is a that is a very <laughs> that's a very possible Occam's razor does align with that so either he's just that dumb and he confused a middle eastern country with a eastern european country uh which I mean, they're all it's basically it's, the same it's, thing it, everything's relative these days 
uh, man's a woman, a woman's a man. Ukraine's Ukraine Iraq, Iraq's identifies Ukraine. as yeah. Iraq. It's the same thing. Or that is the the a tormented soul actually expelling the truth about his own uh, uh, evil that he had committed in that region. Because as soon as those towers went down and Dick Cheney whipped his chair around and said, Iraq, that's where we were going. Uh, w. Bush was like, "Well, I guess, Dick. I guess that's what we gotta do. Um, I'll call Daddy and ask Daddy what he wants me to do. Um, you know, that's that's probably more more likely the case is that he is still tormented over the evil that was caused uh, by that invasion, and the truth is just finally trickling out. And I love seeing all the conservatives." who supported W and who supported the war now saying, yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah w-, w Bush. Yeah. You were possibly, you know, it, presidents of only, or of only, only get worse as time goes by. Like Bush was legit. Terrible. Obama was legit. Terrible. Trump was eh. Biden is, is worse than all of them combined. Um, but you know, for all these, I remember when when um, when Obama was the first elected office, and there were all these people had these bumper stickers and stuff like about Bush. Do you miss me yet? Um, no, I don't miss uh, abandoning the free market to save the free market. I don't miss the largest um, uh, uh, growth of government with as far as like the TSA or the national. Or the Homeland Security, which is now being used to go to go after parents who go to <laughs> who go to their local school board meetings and say, you know, uh, we're not, we don't, we don't want this CRT, we don't want this nonsense, we don't want these groomers, you know, in our classrooms. Yeah, the 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 NSA, the the Department of Homeland Security is being used against those parents. Th- thanks, Bush. We we do miss you, yeah, because you never left. How can we miss you? Um, Medicare Part D. I mean, everyone likes to talk about Obamacare, but Medicare, Medicare Part D was the largest overhaul of the government-run uh, health care uh, since, like, ever. Um, th- thanks, Bush. And we can talk. We, yeah, we've, we've talked about the wars forever and ever at, at nauseum. We, we've done that. Like, Bush... You know, okay, so every time that the, the conservatives lose or the right loses at the Supreme Court, you know, you can, you know, you, do you know who you can thank? The Chief Justice John Roberts. Who appointed John Roberts? George W. Bush. So, thanks, Bush. How could we miss you? You never left. So, uh, so if anyone deserves to be tarred and feathered and then Chinese water tortured, it's, it's George W. Bush. After a fair trial, of course. Um, after he's, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard because all the evidence is there. It's like, it's like, you know, is there enough evidence to convict Hillary and Hunter Biden of, of malfeasance? Of course there is. The evidence is everywhere. But, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's funny how the truth comes out. It, it always does. The truth will always come out. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we're seeing it now. That is extremely true. Um... Well, I don't know what it is to talk about. We can talk about the um, folks get ready to be ramped up because we're on to the next pandemic. We are on to the next pandemic, and this is going to be tinfoil hat time. So everything that we are saying here, I don't really have any evidence to back up. We This is all speculation. Now, I will tell you that Robert Malone, 
did do a good little email post, which by the way, if you're not following Robert Merlone on his Substack, please go do that because I think he does post some good stuff on there, follows uh, COVID and all that stuff. But we have the next pandemic on the on the out on the outskirts here. And we're talking about the monkeypox uh, virus, which um, remember back when COVID hit, there was that outbreak of the of the plague. It was like Colorado or something like that. There was the outbreak of the plague and it, it infected a bunch of people out there. And like, oh, boy, here comes the plague. Not understanding, of course, that uh, the plague and uh, COVID are, are spread very, very differently. Uh, they're not they're not respiratory um, illnesses and like that. But we are beginning to see some of the panic and some of the fear um, over this this, mo- this monkeypox outbreak. So right now we have a couple cases in, in the Northeast. So I think Massachusetts, Pennsylvania has a couple of these cases. Um, uh, monkeypox is a, a strand of smallpox. It is a lesser strand, so, so it's not as lethal. Does I think it carries a lethality of I think it's like half a percent to a tenth of a percent is the is the um the lethality of it if, if you do end up catching it it's usually only isolated in in africa so the fact that we're seeing some of it's being spread now is a bit weird uh but some people out there are like oh boy you're just putting masks back on again uh well you know i, I don't know if anybody out there says to wear a mask to to prevent you from catching or spreading monkeypox you know they're a moron more than more than usual uh, because it's not how monkeypox spreads. It does not spread through respiratory droplets or through aerosols. It spreads through um, bodily fluids and it spreads through um, skin-to-skin contact and, and, physical, physical, and physical contact with an infected area because it, it creates rashes and lesions and all kinds of ugliness on your, on your skin. Uh, so if, if people who say to wear masks around someone, again, they're a moron. But we're already seeing some of the some of the the people who are like, oh, so, so we got to lock down for this. Which again, I don't understand how. I don't get how locking down would prevent. I don't get how everyone's staying home from this. Uh, even if remember, uh, and again, smallpox as as a virus is not as transmissible as, as the flu or something, and monkeypox is even less transmissible. I think that the Dr. Malone said that 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 the R naught for monkeypox is less than one. So what that means is that typically somebody who is symptomatic with the the R naught is that how much the number represents uh, the amount of people that that you will give that virus to. So COVID when it first hit was about like a three, I think, and then Omicron was was about a seven. So typically, if you had Omicron, the chances of you giving it to somebody would be around seven people is what you would transmit it to. Monkeypox is less than one. So it's not very transmissible. It's not going to spread the way that we see um, the way that COVID has. That's just, we, in this, it, it's not a new virus. It, it is not a novel uh, thing. We have studied this. We know what this is. The fact that um, smallpox vaccines work very effectively against it means that we're not going to be, you know, there'll be no reason to lock down for a virus because most people have been vaccinated against smallpox. And if you haven't, uh, smallpox vaccines have been used for a very, very long time. They're safe. So I don't see where the panic is coming from this. But that does not stop people from even even Joe Biden came out and said, oh, we should be, we should be very, very concerned about this outbreak. 
Very, very concerned. Because it's COVID all over again. Because COVID all over again. Which would, in a midterm, would he be even, would he want something else, something terrible, right? We already have, again, gas prices <laughs> broke records again. We have like four dollars and sixty cents yes, a gallon. Gas prices broke average. records again. We are seeing signals. I, I was reading something in the Wall Street Journal the other day that we are seeing signals of a recession on the horizon because of the fact that we are seeing consumer discretionary companies like Walmart and Amazon and Target all doing their their, their earnings reports. Amazon's laying off like 100,000 employees. You saw Target stock drop by a quarter the other day because the fact that there is no demand for products and the price of the price of goods has gone up, the price of storage has gone up, the price of fuel has gone up. So these big boxes are not able to generate high enough profits for the shareholders which are causing their stocks to drop. We are we are on we are on the reverge of a of a recession here soon. Why would you why would you want this as just something else to talk about and something else to 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 send people into panic and spiral and spiral out of control? I just don't I don't get it. I don't get why anybody's talking about this. Honestly, what I think is going to happen with this is that it'll be the same thing that happened with the plague. It'll be this big thing and then it'll go away and no one's going to know about it. Because this this is not going to it does not spread to major outbreaks. We, we, it historically has never done that. It historically has never um, been, been a pandemic or been in an um, epidemic in a single country. Again, the only place where this thing spreads is through Africa. And it, it, the virus can only spread through bodily fluids, um, respiratory, certain respiratory droplets, and skin contact. So it, it's not, it, it is not transmissible the same ways that COVID is. So I I don't know why this, and again, we're talking about a country like Africa, which medical standards and practices are night and day between here and that, and that, and that continent. So if we're seeing death rates, like what I mentioned there, we can only imagine what it can be here with the treatments and with the, with the, with the technology we have. Now, tinfoil hat time, now that I mentioned all that, tinfoil hat time. Tinfoil. Remember a few months ago whenever there was that big highway crash? I think it was in Pennsylvania or Maryland or something like that. Somewhere, it was a state up, up northeast where there was that semi-truck that was coming from a lab that was full of monkeys that crashed and all the monkeys got out and that there was a woman apparently who was bit by by one of the monkeys and had some kind of weird disease or something. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Happened a few months ago. Was it yeah. all the news? Is it a, is it a coincidence? Again, tenfold hats. I have no evidence for this. So don't be like, oh, Jacob's spreading misinformation. I don't have any evidence for it. I'm just saying, isn't it a bit weird that we have all these lab monkeys escape into, in, into the wild? And now we're seeing outbreaks of a of a a virus that is usually only found in Africa in the northeast. I'm just saying it is a bit weird. It's a bit it's a, it's a bit bit strange. I don't know what to say about it, but it is something just to keep a look on and for some people out there uh who I don't know if the city of New York or 
uh, all these other blue states up northeast. If they'll actually end up locking down, I don't know if they will or not. But for the fair-minded people out there, let's just remember that uh, we, we, we did this once. The data now shows it, it was a net negative when it came to saving lives and uh, um, destroying the economy. So let's learn from our lessons and let's not let it happen again. Because we've known, because now they can't fall behind of, oh, well, you know, we didn't know. We didn't know it would have these kind of effects on people. Now we do. We have a test. We have a trial run for all this. So that there's, no, there's no way to hide behind the, the ignorance of, oh, well, you know, we didn't know that this was going to cause, you know, mass health, massive health problems for people and, and depression and suicides and, um, on a, and, and all, the, all the bunch. Now we do. So, do. so don't let them do it again. Joe, anything on the anything on the monkeypox thing that you want to talk about? Anything you want to? I, <clears throat> I, I think it's just so ironic, I guess, that a truck carrying these monkeys that have, I guess they were testing on them, right? I it, it was it was from <clears throat> it was from a it was from a local lab, a local biological lab up there. Yeah, apparently. And because they uh, were transporting these monkeys from one place to another place it, it, it ends up getting an a- into an accident and they escape and one of them bites a lady and now we have these cases it's just like man it's just mm. it's weird man it's, it's, it's weird it's not it's it's weird but it's like wait why are we doing this why 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 are we doing this what 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 part of this is okay that we're gonna have these monkeys that uh, have been infected with these diseases, <laughs> and then this. Oh well, well, we'll just hand the keys over to any just anyone to transport them to and fro. It's just I don't I don't get it. I find it funny, but another thing not, not funny for people that caught monkeypox, but it, it's just such a. It's one of those things where it's like you know remember back in whenever COVID first came out and it was Wuhan and people discovered that there, there was a Wuhan lab there. People are like, wait, couldn't it possibly have come? Oh, nope, nope, nope. It didn't come from the lab. Didn't come from the lab. Nope, nope, didn't come from there. We'll shut, we, will, we will ban you. We will shut you down. Two years later, eh, might have came from there. It's possible. It, we're not saying it didn't, but we're not saying it did. Either. <laughs> Either. But for anyone to be talking about, especially in the higher up levels of the Biden administration, saying that, you know, if they were to start, start talking about lockdowns again or masks, like we 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 just came out of this the COVID nonsense, and you 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 want to talk about that again? Do you want to lose? Do you ever want to win yeah. a, a, an election ever again? That's what I'm saying about why why he even why is he even bringing it up? Yeah, like okay, one or two cases is that a, is that terrible? Yeah, it's terrible, but is this a cause for uh, concern? Absolutely not. So, but, 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 but knowing them, never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah, Dr. Fauci's like, finally, I can be relevant again. <laughs> I, I have been Let venerated. me tell you about the monkeypox virus. I am very good on this. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why Fauci went, went to Russian there for a second, but. Let me tell you about the monkeypox. It's very lethal. Wear your mask. <laughs> Wear your goggles. In fact, don't go outside. Don't do anything. Never leave. Never leave your house. In fact, turn the TV. It spreads through television. Don't turn your TV. The TV's watching you. I know. Anyway, yeah. Um. Uh. I don't that was know. Alex Jones. 
said that the TV's watching you. Oh, the t- the t- and yeah, because because the TV's watching you. How? I, I don't. I, that was a. Uh, I don't know. How? I don't know. The TV can't watch you, Jacob. I just said I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, okay, technically your phone can watch you because you can like have your camera on. Yeah. And if you are stupid enough to have your your desktop camera always on, like I have a desktop camera, but I always unplug it whenever I don't. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not using it because I don't know who. Like it has a little light whenever it's on, but I, I don't trust that thing. Some NSA creepers watching. Yeah, you. there's some there's some there's some fed up parked in front of our house in his van. He's sitting there watching. It's like he click. Jacob Jacob clicks on the Libertarian Party. A little woo woo woo. Or uh, yeah, I, I go on to uh, Michael Malice's web or on Twitter account. He's like, oh, we're gonna get him this time. Is he watching Star Trek again? Does this kid have a life? <laughs> That's no. what they think about you. Um, I guess some things I kind of want to plug. Um, I guess the links all in the description below. And um, I don't know something about. Oh, I watched um, something cool. I watched uh, so Joey B Tunes had a latest podcast out. Which if you don't watch Joey B Tunes, it is amazing. That I think that guy is got his pulse on something. I think a lot of people are craving what he's having to say, um, and he's the guy that goes into all the the uh, TikTok cringe, which I think is a look. You should win. Like you should win. Um, what's the what's the it's not the not the Medal of Honor. What's like the service award they give people? The presidential Medal of Freedom. Yeah, pres- yeah. This, yeah. Joey B. Toon should get the Presidential Medal of Freedom for what he's doing for uh, society when it comes to exposing the a- the absolute just insanity of people on TikTok, and I don't know, just people in general. But something that I that I noticed, and I, I'm kind of I saw an article about this in the New York Times. I'm very happy to see this, and it was talking about how. Uh, there are many, many restaurants in New York City are beginning to require um, uh, dress codes. Men wear uh, jackets, and so women wear um, business casual or more dressy, so like, you know, uh, slacks or a dress or something nice. You know, they're, they're requiring people to put some effort into the way they look before they go out to eat. And this might be coming from uh, certain parts of the country. Uh, like New York, who many people out there maybe are just not going out to eat for the first time in many, many months. And maybe this, maybe people see this as kind of like an adventure or as like a big event going out to a nice restaurant and going out to eat. And so because of that, they're going to dress up and present themselves nicely. And I kind of hope that this trend continues. I kind of hope, and not, not so much mandate it. I don't think, you know, everyone has to dress code like i don't think that your local applebee's is going to be requiring that you have a black tie night at the at the applebee's or or the olive garden are going to have that have that um so necessarily but maybe just a a a little bit of self-pride and this comes from uh what he was talking about how many people nowadays just kind of don't care in the way that they present themselves the way that they carry themselves out in public and he points to people who uh, film themselves twerking or film themselves doing stupid TikToks, um, wearing you know some gym shorts and whatever. Whenever they're uh, at a nice restaurant or, or or out just in public, and how people just kind of don't care with the way that they present themselves and the way that they um, interact with the world. And I'm not saying that 
you know, we, we, that we have to go back to the olden days where, 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 where everybody wore suits and ties and, you know, a nice hat. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But there was a cool video, cool channel that he, he, he told us all to check out. And it's this guy who takes old footage from like the 1940s and 50s and 20s. And then he um, so remasters them into full color and HD and 60 frames per second. And it's kind of cool to see how people, you know, they took pride in the way that they presented themselves and the way that they, you know, a lot of people back then dressed nicer um, to go to the grocery store and to go run errands and to go to the bank and to go do whatever they had to do that day than they do dressing on, on their Sunday best. Again, I'm not saying that uh, we have to wear a suit and tie or, or wear our nicest dress when we go out to Walmart or anything like that. Um, and I'm also not saying that uh, the 1950s and and earlier had it all right either. I'm not saying that uh, society was was a net positive better back then. There were plenty, plenty of issues that were going on back then. But I think though that as a, I think that there was something to be said that people just generally cared about the way that they looked and generally cared about the way that they present themselves and took pride in the way that way that they um, uh, ex, um, presented themselves to the world. And I think that there's, there, there have been many studies that have been done that people, when they uh, dress a certain way, they also tend to, you know, have a certain confidence and act in a certain way as well. Uh, there, was, there was a study that was done that I think it was um, due to people who have a fear of public speaking. And they had them go up in shorts and a T-shirt and then did the same run with them wearing, you know, a, a nice tuxedo. And there was actually a, a difference in the way that their fear... And the way that they presented themselves when they, they spoke on stage because they had the confidence and they had like I took effort to look this way and this this um, style gives me confidence so I can speak in a certain way. And I think that we've kind of lost that a bit as a society. Uh, you know, there wasn't anybody going and wearing their their um, onesie pajamas to go buy groceries at Walmart. You know, there wasn't people wearing pajamas to go, to go to the movies or to go, you know, you see this a lot when you um, fly. You know, flying back then was a, was a, it was an event. Now, again, I'm not saying everybody has to go out and wear a suit wherever they go. I'm not saying that. But, you know, nice pair of pants and a nice shirt. Nice pair of shoes. You know, I'm not saying, I'm also not saying that you, that you got to, you know, wear a white shirt and a tie to where you go. So you're saying, you know, khakis and, and golf polo? No, no, but I'm saying that, <laughs> I, what I'm saying is that, is that worse present yourself present yourself with, with with pride and take pride in the way that you look you're gonna like the way you look. yes and uh, styles have changed i know that you know taking pride in the way you look would have looked different in the 1920s as it would 1970s i'm not saying that that one era had it correctly but i think though that once we got past the 1980s and into the 90s, I think that there's, it, things just got maybe perhaps a little too casual. I, I, I agree, and I, I really hate the way that people now just wear gym clothes wherever they go. I, I freaking hate that. And for someone that has zero sense of style, and like for me, like my sense of style is khaki shorts and uh, Hawaiian shirts. That, that, that's my style. I have no style, and, that, and I, I, I'm fully aware of that. But on occasion, you know, I do dress appropriately and nicely. Not not all the time, but I know how. Um, you know, but 
you know, leave the uh, leave the gym closed for the gym, and go, if you're if you're, unless you're going to exercise, that stuff needs to stay at home. Would you Would you not? Yeah, agree. Yeah, no, and look, it's not. It's not. I, I don't. I, I don't want to take it from me. Is that like, oh, if you were a t-shirt, you don't take pride. No, I'm not don't saying. It's not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying that it, there might be certain occasions where you're going out to see a good movie, or you're going out to to a nice restaurant, a, a restaurant that's not Applebee's or something like that. Because, well, I mean, according to Walker Hayes, that's the that is the pinnacle of class of classy eateries is the Applebee's. And maybe to take pride in the way you, the way you dress. Maybe maybe if you are going to Walmart, say, hey, you know what? I'm going to throw on some khakis. Or I'm going to go throw on a, a nice shirt. A, a nicer shirt than I would. I, I think maybe that that kind of mentality is lost. And I hope that with this article, that I read, hopefully there is a change that with some people when they, when they do go out that – um, since it since people unfortunately might see going out as, as more of a, as a privilege now that might be that might change and it might it might evolve a little bit with that uh, I don't know that's just kind of the, something that I was thinking about and something that I saw and I wanted to kind of mention um, in closing I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to uh, talk two things about. I want to mention first mm-hmm. of all uh, Justin Thomas won the PGA championship just uh, just happened good for him. I think that's his third major. So, yeah, I, I didn't really get to watch a lot of it, but uh, he won in a, in a three-hole playoff, which was great. I was watching that as you were talking. I'm just full disclosure. <laughs> that's, that's okay. It's okay. I'm sure a lot of people out there listening to this podcast are probably watching a movie or – Are not listening or not, at all. Are not listening at all. It's, yeah. just, it's just playing. And they're, or I, when I say, hey, listen to that podcast, oh, he has a great episode. And we – Talked talked about you know the, the thing. thing and and the, uh, thing, yeah. and the uh, person oh yeah that was uh, that, that was a good episode that was L- funny I liked that. that that joke there at the end that was good uh, and second thing your album of the year um, thing uh, so I was gonna mention that I was gonna, gonna talk about that you but go ahead you can tell when I make <laughs> suggestions because uh, you did a whole uh, the, like the, a lot of the Kraftwerk albums which I, I did I did I did one Kraftwerk record. I'm working on some more craft work. Okay, but, so you yeah. do one craft work uh, record and then a couple other things before, and then you can see uh, Toto's first album. Like you could definitely tell that's a suggestion that I made. And then you went through Taylor Swift. I did. I completed Taylor Swift's entire discography in five days. Yeah. So, uh, and that's I think I listened to every record three right, or so, four times. All right, so, all right, so look, scroll down just one click. Just one click. Okay, so look. So no, no, go back up. Right there. Okay, so look. So here, here, here's what it was. Right, it was Dua Lipa, uh, uh, Daft Punk, Kraftwerk, Toto, Taylor Swift, 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 Dio. You can tell when I make suggestions. Hey, because, I have a diverse because there's good music that comes through there. Dio. People don't believe me, but I but I honestly do have a very diverse. Um, playlist of, of, of artists that I do listen to. I mean, there's a lot of people that I listen to. A lot of artists. I mean, look, it goes from, look, I've always said... Rick Astley to Lionel Richie. Look, that's, that's not that's not, that's not that diverse. But <laughs> what I'm saying is that, is, that, is that I can go from hyperpop to, to death metal and find that I enjoy them both. And I do. And I, and I do enjoy both genres. But, yeah, I did complete all of Taylor Swift's catalog, and you can read my thoughts there. But overall, um, uh, final thoughts uh, I wanted to mention on the show before I uh, wrapped up. But final thoughts on her career, because I, I, I've, it's one of those things that um, 
somebody like me, of course, would have never listened to a Taylor Swift record. A Taylor Swift record. So I went in with a complete blank slate. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, there were some. There were there were some low points, as you can see from, from the from the scores reflected. You can see there were some high points. Um, overall, though, I thought that her earlier stuff is kind of um, un- unbearable at points. Um, I, I it, it, to the the umph degree of formulaic and just I was just like please just do something different I'm begging let it be you. over let because it, it was one of those things where her ballads in beginning were good like there were some good pop ballads in there and then you would get to the more rock oriented stuff and it would be this, the same melody it'd be the same chorus the same um, chord structure and I was like please just my brain is is craving um. Like like nutrients of just something different. It's just it's it, it's going into like it's going into like a um um a like dormant state right now because it's just it's it's it is lacking any kind of like of um um audible like stimulation of any of any kind. Um, and then her middle part of the career, Red, I thought was was it was a, was a good record. Um, some parts about it were just complete non-starters for me, but you could tell that there was progress there. Um, 1989 is a fun little pop record. I thought it was pretty good. Again, if you if you're going through this and say, Jacob, you gave it a five out of five, that's not a good score. Again, I rate my records on five being indifferent, and anything above a five is a positive review. Anything below a five is a negative review. So if I give it a 5.5, that is a good that is a good review. I, I enjoyed it because because I'm not indifferent to it. <laughs> this is how numbers work. Um, Reputation is a trash album that has been one of the most unbearable things I've ever listened to in my entire life. Giving it a three is 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 a, being being generous at most. Um, Lover I thought was a again another bright very very bright pop um, record with with some catchy catchy bars. I thought it was just very very long and um, bloated and a lot of the there were too many tracks that I felt meh to than I liked. So I felt that really. Um, took it down and then of course evermore and folklore i thought were very very good um indie folk kind of chamber pop um records with some of the most mature song running she's done and the 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 very very diverse sonically um and i felt that she broke away from the formulaic pop that she had done so much in, in her career and kind of there are parallels to like Lana, to um, um, like some of the chamber pop of like a um, Solana Del Rey, but I think she does a little bit of it enough to make it her own. And honestly, the next record she released, if she keeps the same sound, I will be interested to listen to it because I honestly did enjoy those records. I thought they were a nice little indie um, pop and indie folk. And uh, surprisingly, it, it finished on a, on a high note. So and then I listened to Dio and and Dio, gosh, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Uh, look, I would have given Dio a higher record, but I think the production quality, the production quality of that record is so aged. It has maybe in the age you 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 could have gotten away with that, but I just it has aged so poorly in that production rec the production quality and just the EQing of that record is just very it's it is it is it is a not good, but I, I, record is. 
songwriting is phenomenal. Performances are still phenomenal. And Dio's vocals are as timeless as they were from the back in the 80s. If, if you love heavy metal, then you've probably already heard that record. Cause it's a staple in the community. If you're, if you're going to listen to a guy, you're like, oh, yeah, I like heavy metal. Have you heard of Dio? Who? Then you can, then you can, <laughs> you can instantly walk away from them knowing that they are not worth your time and attention. Yeah. Um, I, I, I that, that, that is one of my favorite albums. I, I happen to love that album. Uh, I, uh, something that I like that you've started to do is feature tracks. I think it's what you call it. Yeah. Top tracks. Top tracks. Top, top, top tracks are tracks that are my favorite off the record. So I did, I started doing that on somewhere down here. I started doing top, top tracks. What was your tracks. Uh, top tracks on the Toto album? The first uh, Toto album. First Toto record. So my top, my uh, top tracks on the Toto record, I think I did all of them. Really? If I, if I genuinely, yeah, if I genuinely, and again, if someone's like, oh, but you gave this album an eight and you said, and you said all the tracks were your favorite. Yes. I enjoyed all the tracks, but that doesn't mean that the record is that, is that, but then I also started doing some of the, um, so non-starters, which are songs that I just couldn't, a non-starter is a skip. It, It is, it is not even. It's a song that when that, that while I was listening to it on the second or third time, I skipped it because mm. I hated it so much. That's a skip. That's a non-starter. See, for me with uh, the Holy Diver, a total or Dio's first album, um, I I can listen to all of those songs. Yes, they, I they, can listen to all. They those never songs. get old. Like Dio never gets old. Now, the first two Dio albums, uh, Holy Diver and Last in Line, absolute magic. The and rest, I, the I, rest of his catalog. Not so much. And I am working on a Last in Line review as well as some other reviews. There's been a little of a drought of new music coming out that I've really uh, been been wanting to check out. But I'm going to be uh, checking some more – maybe some more records that I've given ratings to but haven't actually reviewed. Again, a lot of these records I've covered on this on my libertyoverdrive.substack.com um, substack. So I may just – take a little a snippet of it and just import that over. I know that like station to station I've covered on there. Um, what else? Like Bruce Springsteen. I've covered um, Bruce Springsteen. I've covered um, um, so Willie and, and the poor boys by CCR. I've covered um, a lot of Prince, a lot of David Bowie, David Bowie. I do want to write something about uh, David Bowie in the rise and fall of, of Ziggy Stardust and the spiders from Mars. Because this year is the 50th anniversary. That record turns 50 years old this hmm. year. That, to me, is absolutely insane. Like, Black Star is also on here. I've written a whole thing about that. But, like, some of these records down here that I've given reviews to, like, what do I have to say about Abbey Road that the, that's already been said? I don't know. I just I, – I feel that some of these – some of these records just, just go without saying. Like, okay, it's, it's moving pictures by a rush. It's a 10. There's no other score that justifies this record other than a ten, so I don't know. But you know, I really do enjoy. I have some I have some cool um, albums that I have checked out on here and, and reviewed, so you guys can go check those out. Um, what would you say was the weakest song on Holy Diver? Weakest song? You know, I let me pull the track list up again. You know. Invisible's okay. Invisible and That's the one I was thinking of too. Invisible is probably the one that I would be like if 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 I had to remove one invisible. Other than that, I think they're all just winners. They're all just winners. Because when we're talking about, you know, the 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 pinnacle of of early of, you know, late 70s early metal, 
you know, of course, Holy Diver, Straight Through the Heart, Rainbow in the Dark. You know, those are staples of uh, of the music, um, you know, in the 80s. And, of course, you could say probably, I don't know, uh, Don't Talk to Strangers is another big one, too. But yeah. but lesser-known songs like Gypsy, like, that is just, just, just straight up and down rock and roll. Yeah. So. It is. So I guess check 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 the links out below. If you enjoyed the show and you enjoyed what you were listening to, consider subscribing. Five bucks a month gets you early access to every single episode. You can also follow the show on whatever streaming platform you uh, listen to. Give us a 10. Give us a 5. Five stars. Um, be sure to share with your friends on whatever social media you use. Buy a t-shirt, teespringstore.com. It's not, the, it's not the website, but the website's down below. My link tree will be down there as well, so you can also check out my album of the year um there you can follow me i don't know what that does exactly i guess you can just it just puts you in the following category um but i do write i do write reviews and you know i'm always interested in listening to new music and even if it's something that i may not enjoy i I, listen there's been a lot of records this year that i previously would have never checked out and that have actually been one of my some of the records that i've enjoyed the most so uh i always enjoy checking out new music and collecting music and everything about music because music is the best the best art form the best media form so check all that out there um follow the, the substack substack has fallen into disrepair um as i have just been very very busy but we're gonna i'm gonna get back on there i'm gonna push myself to write more because i really do enjoy it and enjoy writing but life has just gotten in the way at the moment but joe until next time, what do we tell the patrons and, and our, all of our lovely listeners? So what do we tell them? We're the last in line. I, <laughs> I don't That's know. It's pretty good. Um, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, have a good week, everybody. Go do something fun with the family, with the friends. Get out and, and enjoy the life. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better myself. All right, folks, we'll Bye. see you next time.